update on the latest news. Traffic and AccuWeather. The traffic, the weather. Always come first. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Now on FM 1071. And a very good morning to you. We are at 44. It's cloudy and it's cool and it's still a little bit wet outside. Uh, we're going to be in this pattern the, through this morning, and uh, it looks like later on this afternoon things are going to clear off, and uh, sun is going to return to our area. But, 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 this time tomorrow morning, some of us are probably going to be in the freeze, and that uh, includes folks up in the Texas Hill Country could be uh, experiencing freezing temperatures this time tomorrow morning, overnight hours as well. So prepare for a freeze tonight, particularly up in the Hill Country. But, uh, you know, there's also uh, the possibility some of it edges down into some of the northern sectors of San Antonio. Well, Got a lot of news to dive into this morning at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Somebody asked yesterday, what is our text number? Well, that's the text number as well. If you'd like to call or text, either way, 210-599-5555. I prefer phone call because I like hearing your voice, but that's all right. If you want to text me, feel free to do that as well and uh, and register your thoughts here with us this morning. 210-599-5555 from Israel. The IDF is deeper into Gaza now, fighting Hamas in the tunnels. It's hand-to-hand combat at this point. The IDF also killed the Hamas commander last night who directed the October 7th terror attack. Well, good on the IDF and what they're doing. Hamas, on the other side, is hoarding supplies and relief meant for civilians. I told you a couple of weeks ago when Joe went over there and then immediately gave Hamas $100 million in civilian aid that it was not going to go to the civilians, that he was resupplying the terrorists, and that's exactly what has happened. Food and medicine and gas meant for civilians, meant for the Palestinians, you wacko people that are out there uh, protesting and saying slit the throats of the Jews. It's The, the, the biggest killer of, of Palestinians is Hamas, just so we're clear on this. Hamas kills more Palestinians than Israel ever even thought about. Meanwhile, Republican bill giving $14 billion in aid to Israel will also simultaneously cut IRS funding. Speaker Johnson saying yesterday, we're going to have to pay for it. We're not going to print money and send it overseas. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what the speaker's battle was about. You remember when I was telling you, This was meant to disrupt the status quo of tax and spend and spend and tax and that treadmill that this country has been on, regardless of who's been in power, Republicans or Democrats. The establishment Republicans and Kevin McCarthy is one of those. That's why he fought so hard all the way up to the bitter end to stop somebody like a Jim Jordan that he tanked, and he tried to tank Mike Johnson and keep him out of the speaker's role. The reason being, remember we discussed this, the reason being the financial aspect. He and the Democrats, Republicans like Kevin McCarthy, they love spending, 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 and paying back the special interest. That's why they do these bills known as omnibus bills, where all of our spending goes into one bill, and they vote yes or no, and that's it, right? So if you vote no, you're voting no for the Pentagon and for defense spending and things things like that. But if you vote yes, you're also voting for the, the, the uh, research into bullfrog sex down in Alabama. This is the kind of stuff that they have been doing now for a long time, and it's draining us dry, you and me, dry. 
and no strings and no requirements and no cost cutting whatsoever. That had been going on, and now Mike Johnson says we're going to stop that. So if you want $14 billion, and by the way, he decoupled it from Ukraine because we need to stop funding Ukraine. The corruption in Ukraine has gotten a whole lot worse since we started to fund them, and they are still, still ripping us off left and right. The biggest money laundering operation the earth has ever seen has been this Ukrainian war, and we need to stop it. So he decoupled the Israel aid from the Ukrainian aid, which Joe Biden's going to have a blank fit about. And he also said, if you want this money, then we're going to cut funding in other areas, and we're going to take it from the IRS, if you remember. Joe Biden in the, quote, Inflation Reduction Act, which was the Green New Steel, it had nothing to do with inflation reduction, it was the Green New Steel, he added a ton of money in there for the IRS to come after you. And Mike Johnson is saying, if you want the money to go to Israel, then you're going to have to take it from the IRS. We can't continue to just magically make money appear. That's an impossibility. And it's leading us to financial ruin, so good on him. Meanwhile, the Hamas leader is calling for the blood of Gaza women, Gaza women, Gaza children, and Gaza elderly in order to awaken the revolutionary spirit against Israel. Remember what I just told you. Nobody kills more Palestinians than does Hamas, and they will do false flags where they kill their own. They will kill the Hamas kills Palestinians every day. And they put it on television, and they blame Israel for it. But Hamas actually did the murdering. And this is the proof of it right here with the Hamas leader saying, we need the blood of Gaza, Palestinian women, children, and elderly in order to awaken the revolutionary spirit against Israel. They do this, and they blame Israel for it. And the next thing you know, you got idiots marching in the United States saying, slit the throats of the Jews, pro-Hamas Nazis, are now spray-painting mice the color of the Palestinian flag and throwing thousands and thousands of these mice in Jewish restaurants. They did it in a McDonald's in the U.K. yesterday. And in Jewish businesses, yelling, F Israel and kill the Jews, as they are throwing these mice into Jewish restaurants and Jewish businesses. A student at George Mason University destroying posters of hostages hanging up there. Yale has a paper that censored pro-Israel writer and column. And a man goes on a vile anti-Semitic rant outside or inside of Harvard yesterday as well. Meanwhile, back home, intel from the border is indicating that terrorists have been working with the cartels for several years now, that Biden's open border has allowed over one million gotaways into the United States, and we have no idea how many of them are terrorists and where they are. If you take a trip back to the New York Times from November 9th, 1938, you know what was going on? From the 9th, or, or the 8th through the 10th, it was called Kristallnacht. And they were running around, and they were destroying uh, Jewish homes and Jewish businesses. And they grabbed about 90,000 Jewish men and hauled them off to to uh, Auschwitz, Birkenwald, and others, and uh, tortured them and killed them in a two-day period. 
And if you go back and you read the New York Times from November 9, 1938, which I did, this is from the New York Times. Berlin Police Chief Wolf Heinrich said the entire Jewish population had been disarmed. With the confiscation of 2,569 hand weapons, 1,702 firearms, and 20,000 rounds of ammo. The Jewish people had no way of fighting back. The Germans were very, very meticulous about disarming the Jewish people leading up to Kristallnacht. They had gone around and they had confiscated handguns and hand weapons, meaning knives and others, and thousands and thousands of rounds of ammunition from the Jewish people, which left them vulnerable. So when the Nazis showed up to haul them off to the concentration camps, they had no way of fighting back. A gun confiscation program is coming to San Antonio, Texas next month, and it is a pretense for what is going to happen nationally, possibly. So Jill and Joe Biden had a trick-or-treat at the White House. Once again, Joe was creepy on kids. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. The media will not point this out. The media, I'm talking about the mainstream media, the CNNs and the ABCs of the world, they won't talk about how last night while handing out candy, trick-or-treating to little kids, he was sniffing and kissing kids again. It's That is completely out of bounds. That is completely inappropriate. It's completely creepy for an 80-year-old man, okay, to be sniffing and kissing children whom he does not know. It's it's still it's kind of creepy even when it's like his own, like grandkids or whatever. But I get it. If it's grandkids, okay, a little you know forehead, a little thing like that, it's, it's okay. But but these are kids he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know their names. And he walks up and he's dropping candy on the ground. He's coughing into his hand while he's handing them candy. And then he's leaning over and <laughs> taking a sniff and giving a kiss. Inappropriate. But nobody cares. Nobody on the left sees this as a problem. The left that did the whole Me Too movement, where Al Franken pretended that he put his hands on the breasts of a woman on an airplane, and the left began the whole Me Too movement. But this guy... Because he's their guy, he gets a pass to creep on our most vulnerable, our children. And I got to tell you, I wonder if he does that uh, publicly, what's he doing privately? Texas getting a major win and about to secure the border despite Biden administration's attempt to stop it. Months and months ago, I had mentioned that down at the border that the Ferrales under Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas, they were cutting the wire that we, the Texans, had put up along the border, that they were cutting it. And I had a guy call, I'm a Border Patrol agent, and I'm so offended that you would even insinuate that we're doing such a thing. I said, I got the video, bro, and I, I'm not real sure you're a Border Patrol agent. I think you're faking me. You're trying to punk me, but that's okay. I don't care. I hear from too many Border Patrol agents that don't believe in this nonsense, but they found a handful who will not stand up against an unlawful order. 
Because that, cutting that wire, is an unlawful order. And we had the video of them actually doing it. So our AG, thank God he's still the AG, took it to court. And Judge Alia Moses of the Western District of Texas yesterday said, yeah, hey, you can't cut the wire anymore, Joe. Hey, Alejandro, you can't cut the wire anymore. Stop cutting it. And so it's a temporary injunction. I hope it, it makes it to permanent status uh, because the, the federal government, <laughs> under Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas, are importing illegal aliens into this country by cutting the wire that we had set up that kept them out. We're fighting our own federal government to keep illegal aliens out. Don't we have a lawsuit to pay us back for all the damages yes. of that? And doesn't this help our other lawsuit? I hope so. I would think, you know, we'll see where it ends up. This is only a temporary injunction, but I would hope that this will. Yeah, it's like uh, $14 million that the feds owe the state of Texas. And this is ridiculous that we have to fight our own government to keep illegal aliens out. Anyway, good on this judge. And uh, now we, we are finding out that more than 5,000 from Central America, Venezuela, and Cuba set out for Mexico's southern border of Tapachula yesterday, headed toward the United States. They're afoot right now. They are being escorted by Mexican police to keep them out of the street and, you know, give them safe passage to the United States. And they will be welcome here by the Department of Homeland Security when they make it here in a couple of weeks. So more than 5,000 from Central America, Venezuela, Cuba, and probably some of those Middle Eastern countries are headed our way right now. Early voting ends on Friday. People have been asking me, and I've been kind of breaking it down, what I think about all of them. I'm good, not great. <laughs> I'm good on props three and four. The rest are a no, a hard no. Again, I'm good on those props. I'm not great on them which means, personally, I'm vote yes. But I'm not voting yes, you know, with a big smile on my face. Both of them, I believe, could be a whole lot better than what they are. They're not perfect, but I'll take it for now, and hopefully we can build on it. Number three, I'm opposed to all and any new taxes and tax structure. And number three... If you do not have this constitutional amendment in place, you're going to get a wealth tax in Texas. And a wealth tax, when they present it to you, they say, well, the wealthy aren't paying their fair share, which is a bunch, that's just a lie. The wealthy pay their fair share through all myriad of ways. In fact, the wealthy, the top 1%, pay the vast majority of taxes in this state and in this country. So that's a lie that the wealthy don't pay their fair share. They pay more than their fair share. But what happens with the wealth tax, just like the AMT, the alternative minimum tax, when they did that in 1969, nationwide, less than 500 people were wealthy enough to be charged the AMT in 1969. In 2015... That number was up to 7 million people that were wealthy enough to be charged the alternative minimum tax. The wealth tax is the exact same thing. It is a way around it because Donald Trump reformed the AMT in 2017 and cut a lot of people out of it. And now they're trying to find a way around it. They're calling it a wealth tax. So 
Uh, number three, I'm a yes on, because I want to stop a wealth tax, I'm a yes on anything that's going to stop any new tax, any new tax. Number four, number four, I'm a yes on as well. I'm opposed to any more money for the school system, completely and totally. But we need increased exemption for homesteads in the state of Texas. This is good. It's not best. We're going to get it up to 100,000. It should be about 175 to 200,000 on homesteads. And I'm a no to all others, a hard no on all others. So number three, I'm a yes on because I'm opposed to any and all new taxes. Number four, I'm opposed to more money for the school system because they're abusing it right now. But we need the increased exemption for the homesteads. And then the rest of them, I'm a hard, hard no. Hamas killed a Jewish father, kept the mom alive so she could hear her infant baby scream as they, I'm sorry, cooked it in an oven. Then they killed the mother. This is just one of many examples, but it's only one with as horrific as that was that I just shared with you. It's about the only one I could share with you. Believe it or not, the other examples are even worse than that. With as bad as that is, the other examples are worse than that. Seeing Martha McCallum tear up and cry because she was shown the scenes by the IDF. They took her to a secure place and showed her what Hamas did and is doing to Jews and what they want done to Jews around the world. Now, listen, I don't bring this up thinking that I'm going to cut through to any of you neo-Nazi guys that are out there shouting that you're going to finish what Hitler started. I, I, I get that. I'm not going to get through to people like that, okay? I'm not going to get through to the dummies on the college campuses that have had this stuff stuffed in their heads while they've been in college. I'm not going to get through to them either. I am telling everybody else so, even those who don't have a dog in his fun, you know, they're like, okay, whatever. I'm letting everybody else know. The horrific nature of these Hamas animals, barbarians, and what they do to Jews, and what they want to do to Jews worldwide, including here in the United States. A man has been arrested threatening a Jewish U.S. Senator, Jackie Rosen, began making calls to, the, uh, to, to Jackie Rosen, and this John Anthony Miller is accused of leaving a voicemail saying, all these blanking lies in your blanking hands, and I'm going to blanking see you soon. You just blanking woke up, you blanking monster, blanking piece of blank. You're unhuman, subhuman, you're vermin, and we are going to finish what Hitler started. You done picked your side, blank. And you done chose evil. I don't give a blank if you were born into it or not. That's in your country. In New York City, Emily Austin, who is a journalist who happens to be Jewish, has been receiving death and rape threats. Death and rape threats. 
People are sending her her address. We know where you live. We're going to come rape you and kill you because you are a Jew. In the United States, her co-host, Lawrence Jones, asked if she feels safe. No, I do not feel safe, and our Defund the Police initiative definitely doesn't make me feel better here in New York. Meanwhile, close to New York, near the Hamptons, anti-Semitic graffiti spray-painted, hateful symbols and phrases plastered across doors and fencing and picnic tables of two downtown restaurants on food trucks where they spelled out wrong, Jeden die. What they meant was Juden die, the German word for Jews. This is in your country, the United States. As it continues, still no declarative statement from Joe Biden. None. Columbia students, this is the alma mater of Barack Hussein Obama, Columbia students are slamming the university's inaction against anti-Semitism, saying, I don't feel safe on Columbia. They are saying that, yes, other students are threatening to kill them because they're Jews. And that 100 professors at Columbia have signed a letter supporting the pro-Hamas people at Columbia University in the United States. Mayim Bialik, you may know her as the interim host over at Jeopardy. You may know her from um, the sitcoms that she has been in here in this country. She's a brilliant woman. She's a doctor. She is a uh, accomplished musician and obviously a very, very accomplished actress. She has a 10-minute video that she put up, and I hope that you'll go find it. It's, you can find it at Daily Wire and watch it and watch every minute of it. I'm going to get into it a little bit later on. I'm, I don't have it as a sound to play because it's very lengthy at, at 10 minutes long. But I'm going to highlight some of the things that she has said in there and some of the threats uh, that she and her family have, uh, have faced. Now, there are absolutely no excuses for the threats that Jewish people are facing on planet Earth, much less here in the United States. None whatsoever. I want to get that out early. None. But her surprise at what's going on um, bothers me. She has supported Palestinians. She has voted Democrat time and time again. Not just for president, but all the way up the chain, she's been voting for Democrats. And, and she has been supporting liberal universities for many decades here in the United States. This is the message I'm trying to get across to Jewish Americans. And for many years, Jewish Americans have been supporting liberal causes in this country, have been supporting Democrat candidates, have been supporting liberal universities in America, universities that teach children to kill Jews, universities that teach an anti-Jewish, anti-Israel message in these universities across the country. 
universities and professors that gleefully reveled in what happened October 7th. Candidates of the same ilk, Democrat candidates who supported the Palestinian Hamas cause. A Democrat president right now who just gave $100 million to Hamas. After October 7th and the attacks, he flies to Israel and gives Hamas $100 million. And American Jews who have supported Palestinians. And what I've got to say to you is the number one killer of Palestinians is Hamas. They kill more Palestinians than anybody. So my message, and I have many, many Jewish friends, my message to my Jewish friends is reconsider. If, if you've been voting Democrat, if you've been supporting these liberal universities, they're not for you, and they're not for your family, and they're not for your children and your grandchildren. They're against you. And uh, Mayim Biliak is just one example of somebody who's going, where did all this come from? How did all this happen? Well, many, many decades of support for these liberal pro-Palestinian causes has wrought this on the Jewish community in the United States and elsewhere in the world. John, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead, sir. Oh, God bless you. Throw another log on the fire. There's so much to consume. Uh, you were talking about the federal government cutting the razor wire, and uh, that's added to a list of other things that we're fighting against our own government on, and, and one of them is shutting the oil patch down. And uh, we need to get the oil patch back up and running. And I just want to say to my radio brother, Trucker Mike, Dale Gas, man. Thank you, John. Appreciate your call. Um, as I've said before, I've got way too many of these propositions, the 14 of them, for me to go through every last one of them and break them all down, okay? The two that I'm a yes on is three and four. And I'm not even a, you know, 100% guy. I, woohoo! Yeah, these are the greatest things in the world because they're not. Uh, they're good, they're okay, they're passable, and that's why I'm going to give them a yes, right? I just had a friend send me a note about the Galveston County Treasury, and I'm not even looking at that. That's a serious hard no for me. But in that position down there, uh, basically they've got an activist as the treasurer, and they're trying to now remove the, the vote that the people have, the accountability the people have in voting in the county treasurer, and in making that an appointed position that the politicians and the county treasurer obviously controls the flow of the money. And so, you know, in Galveston, they've got a deal where they're trying to eliminate that position from a, an elected position into an appointed position by the commissioner's court down there, and you know what's going to happen. <laughs> they're going to cheat that system, and they're going to steal from the people in Galveston County. So, but the people in Galveston County, they've got to turn out and vote no on that one. I'm no on everything with exception of, of three and four. All right. And uh, early voting continues this week. Do, 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 do. Authorities previously deployed to the alleged main shooter's home, police said. Police said Monday, that would be yesterday, that suspect Robert Card was, was visited by multiple times before his death. The local sheriff's department revealed they responded to his home in May and September and throughout the entire summer months. But he had been bragging that he was going to shoot up an Army installation. They put him away for two weeks, and he was still able to get his guns. And we know what happened. It's not a gun law issue. not a gun control issue. It's a crazy issue. It's a mental health issue. 
that we must deal with in this country if we're going to stop this. The left-wing politicians, they have a lust to disarm law-abiding citizens because they must control your weapon and they must control your money if they're to control you. They control a lot of your money through overtaxation, and we are way overtaxed in this country. Way overtaxed in this country. And they're trying to control your weapon. Every time one of these things happens by some crazy dude, they come to you and say, you've got to give up your gun because crazy people use their guns. It makes no sense at all. But they may have found a way around it, by the way. Just so you'll know. I found out something yesterday from people who are in the position to know. Basically, there are two ammo manufacturers for our country, basically. Now, they're sold under a lot of different names. But there's basically two manufacturers. One of them, until last week, was 80% military, 20% civilian. Last week, they went 100% military. You can't buy any ammo from that manufacturer. None. The other, which represents a lot of names that you know, CCI, Federal, Remington, Spear, they were bought by a Czech investor and investment group from Czechoslovakia. That happened last week. It is unknown now at this time what that group is going to do. They supply the vast majority of the civilian arms market. They also supply police and security companies. But they supply, if you're going to go buy federal off the, off the shelf or gold dot or whatever, you're buying it from this group who was just bought by a Czech investor. The concern <clears throat> is that this investor has bought this company in order to take it to, to Czechoslovakia and to get their hands basically on the stream of, of materials they need to produce their own ammo for their military in Czechoslovakia. It could. It doesn't necessarily mean this. But it could mean by January, February of, of next year, ammo is going to be extremely scarce. This could go one of two ways. The question is whether or not this company is funded well enough to supply the civilian market, or did they buy this to take it to Czechoslovakia for their military market? If it's the latter, then you're not going to get ammo. And as you well know, if you're a Second Amendment person, if you're a gun owner, then you know that your weapons, your guns, mean absolutely nothing, and they're useless if you can't get ammo for them. You just can't. They, they, they mean nothing. They're paperweights, right? If that happens, watch the next move that the government makes. Because Kamala already kind of let the cat out of the bag when she started to talk about a gun buyback program. And there's a lot of men and women, if they have a gun without ammo for the gun, that gun is pretty much useless. No, it's not pretty much. It is useless. And what are you going to do with a useless weapon?
What are you going to do with a useless gun if you can't get ammo for it? Particularly if the government then comes along and says, okay, I'm going to give you a couple hundred bucks. I'm going to give you 500 bucks, whatever, for your gun. That is useless because you can't buy ammo for it. Watch for that to happen. That's why this thing that is happening locally using HEB money in the next couple of weeks at the Alamo Dome is extremely dangerous. Number one, it puts a target on every single gun, and I'm getting reports daily of people who are having their, their vehicles broken into as these thugs now are looking to get to steal their guns, take it to the Alamo Dome next month. People are writing me daily now, daily reports about break-ins as these thugs are looking for their guns to take and get their HEB money. But secondly, it also softens the terrain with a gun buyback program that would come from the federales, from the, uh, from the Biden administration. And particularly now, if you consider that they are obviously jockeying for position between Kamala Harris, Gavin Newsom, probably Michelle Obama, to replace Joe Biden because he's not going to be up to the task of running for president next year, and they all know it. Particularly now that they feel the time constraints, their time may be running out. So the stuff that they are dedicated to, like gun confiscation, etc., is all speeding up right now. So you need to watch this one very closely. I'll watch it with you, and I'll report on it as you know as as I get more information about it. Uh, IDF deeper into Gaza as of this morning, and they're fighting tunnel to tunnel in the Hamas tunnels. You know, if Hamas really cared about the Palestinians, they would have built bomb shelters instead of tunnels. But anyway, um, the IDF apparently overnight killed the Hamas commander who protect who uh, directed the October seventh terrorist attack. Um, Hamas, by the way, you know the hundred million that Joe sent him. Well, it's relief aid for the Palestinians, you see. No, it wasn't. It was supplies for Hamas. They got it. They got the food, the medicine, and the gas. I told you that was going to happen, and it happened that Hamas had been supplied up now by you, the American taxpayer, thanks to Joe, creepy Joe, who was sniffing and kissing Little children at the White House last night while he was handing out candy. No, uh-uh. I don't want to hear that that's so nice, that's so cute. What a great guy he is that he's sniffing and kissing children. Ain't your child. <laughs> and if you were to do that, you go try that. Are you an old man? You go try that down in Travis Park or, you know, in front of the Alamo or something. Hand some candy out and say, come here, little one. <laughs> And I wonder if he's doing that in public, what's he doing in private? I don't know. Republican bill now being presented by the Speaker, Mike Johnson. And it is an aid package that the president was asking for for Israel. But he has decoupled it from Ukraine. It includes $14 billion for Israel. And instead of just printing money to send $14 billion to Israel, Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, as of last week, said, no, nah, uh-uh, we're going to cut that IRS funding 
that was in the Inflation Reduction Act last year. We're going to cut that funding in order to pay for this because we're not just going to print more money. Hallelujah. Man, we have needed a guy like this forever. And uh, they're saying, well, there's going to be that on arrival over in the Senate. The president will always veto something like that. I don't care. That's what you call principled leadership. That's what you call not compromising your principles to go along to get along. That's called standing firm. And uh, Mike Johnson, good on him. Good on him. That's awesome. That was, as I was telling you during the whole speaker thing, I know a lot of people thought it was embarrassing. I know a lot of people were upset by it. I know a lot of people had their emotions involved in it. I know a lot of people looked at it and said, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing this. What a bunch of idiots the Republicans are. No. I said it all the time during that whole time. They were cleaning house. What we have needed in leadership positions in, in Washington for a long, long, long time is somebody who is going to be accountable. Because as we have a uniparty, and Kevin McCarthy was one of the uniparty people, that's why he fought so hard all the way up to the bitter end to hang on to his position. Even the very day that Mike Johnson was elected, Kevin McCarthy, vote for me, vote for me. And he was trying to throw Kevin, uh, trying to throw a Mike Johnson to the side like he did with Jim Jordan because he's an establishment guy who wants to keep printing and spending and printing and spending and printing and spending. And, you know, we're up to now six, 673, let's see, $7 is what we're spending, $7 trillion. $673 billion of that just to service the debt in the fiscal year. $7 trillion in spending. We're bringing in $4 trillion. It doesn't take you too long to figure out that ain't going to work out. And so we needed somebody who was going to step in and is going to hold people accountable. And, okay, if you want to send money for a foreign war, and we just need to quit funding Ukraine altogether now. More reports out this morning about how theft over there is out of control. This money laundering operation in Ukraine needs to come to a screeching halt right now because that's what it is. More reports out this morning about theft and people stealing and people got their hands buried in a trough. That's what happens. Sending money to Israel, however, is a smart thing. The only Democrat republic in the Middle East that protects human rights and women's rights, voting rights and so on. And <laughs> it able to do it. Republican Speaker Mike Johnson says, sure, I'll send $14 billion up there, but we're going to take it from the IRS. I love it. Good on him. All right, Jimmy, let's do some sound now. Let's start. Yesterday they had a confab on AI, and, you know, the president was trying to read the teleprompter. And I play these things for you now just so that you'll hear the decline in his state, not necessarily paying attention to the topic, although that's fine if you want to see what he's saying about these particular topics like American leadership and so on. But I want you to really listen to how he has vastly declined in just the past few weeks. Every time I play Joe Biden sound for you, you hear the decline. He's going down. Here's cut number one talking about American leadership. American leadership and the undeniable rights endowed by a creator that no creator, no creation can take away. Proving once again that America's strength is not just the power of its example, but the example of its power. Whatever he's on, whatever they're giving him, it's, he's slurring his words, obviously. 
uh, and not making much sense, even reading it from a teleprompter. Cut number two. I've been going around the world a lot lately. <laughs> it's good to be home. Actually, uh, he's only been gone once in the past month, one time. Uh, that was the trip to Israel. Cut number three, AI technology. And AI is helping the National Weather Service predict weather events, helping web tech, the, web, web, te, the web telescope manage half a million miles of galaxies away, billions of light years away. I found it when I turned on my phone and saw that. I thought, my God, what is this? Science fiction. Uh, I'm serious. No, I'm you, serious. Now, let's, let's replay this, Jimmy, because um, – I'm not making fun of him, folks. I'm really not. I'm talking about the free world, and I'm talking about the future of our country, which I am dead serious about, okay? So I'm not making fun of this guy, and I'm not making fun of people with dementia. I'm not. That's not why I do this. I do this so you can understand, and people need to understand, the leader of the free world, our president right now in the most dangerous time, and he has brought this dangerous time to our doorstep, with an open border and wars exploding all over planet Earth, and we have a deficit that's incredible and spending more and more money, and American people having a hard time just paying the bills, can't even buy candy for tonight, and this guy is leading our country, or he is the one that they have chosen to be the representative of our country, and that's why these other countries are on the move. Listen again to Cut 3. And AI is helping the National Weather Service predict weather events, Helping web tech, the web, web, te, the web telescope. All right. If somebody happen. like that, if you're having a conversation with somebody like that, who is slurring their words and like that, wouldn't you say, are you okay? Wouldn't you? Are you all right? And somebody who is talking like that, you wouldn't want them driving a school bus with your grandchildren on board any more than you'd want certainly not leading your country. Again, not picking on people with dementia. This is all at the lap. I feel sorry for the dude. This is all in the lap of his wife and the people around him who continue to push him out there when he clearly is sick. He clearly has an illness, which they are treating with some kind of medication or something that's making him slur his words, forget what he said, tell the same old stupid story and jokes over and over again, and claim to be doing stuff that he you know, <laughs> clearly didn't do. And they know it, by the way, and that's why 60 Minutes, two nights ago, I played the sound for you yesterday, 60 Minutes did their dead-level best to rehabilitate Kamala Harris. They're attempting to rehabilitate her and make her seem presentable so that she can run. I mean, she's the one who told the CBS guy, Joe Biden's very much alive and running for president. <laughs> Was that a question? <laughs> has somebody been asking a, I know I have but has somebody been asking a question about Joe Biden being alive <laughs> uh, she said it not me and they got Gavin Newsom out there knocking over Chinese kids playing basketball with them knocking them down trying to position himself for a run at the presidency next year let's listen to Kamala making no sense in cut number four the trip that we took in March, I was so excited about. Um, understanding that the median age on the continent is 19. 19. One in four people who inhabit a place on Mother Earth by 2050 will be on the continent of Africa. When we combine those two facts and then think about the historical connections 
and the strength of the diaspora, the African diaspora. And, and, and thinking about all that in the context of what an investment okay, now that's in enough. relationship. That's enough. When you listen to Joe and you listen to her, it's trade-off. <laughs> and she doesn't have the excuse of old age and dementia or whatever he's got, whatever his cognitive problem is. It's trade-off. She sounds like he does, and she's supposedly of sound mind. How old is too old for trick-or-treating? Tonight's the night. There are some U.S. cities that have made it illegal for kids over the age of 12 to go door-to-door. They call it Halloween solicitation. Nah. <laughs> I'd now, say if you have a driver's license, that's when you're like, yeah, all right, yeah, grow up. You guys agree with it? I asked Annabelle the other day. She was over at the house, and I said, uh, you going to dress up and go trick-or-treating? She's 16, driving. She looked at me, and she said, of course not, grand dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm way beyond that Before, at 16. Yeah, when I didn't have a driver's license and, you know, you're 14, 15, you're still walking around the neighborhood. You're not going anywhere on Friday night, so that's acceptable. Uh, Don, are you going to come in long enough from climbing sequoias to do any <laughs> trick-or-treating or to hand out candy? <laughs> Every time I see you, you're climbing another sequoia. He's trying to explore the whole state in like one month. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, there's a lot to see. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Right. Uh, um, that so, is the first year we've been in this neighborhood, so I don't know yeah. how many trick-or-treaters we're expecting. But I know I went to Costco yesterday and, and bought you know five gallons of candy. And uh, so crap, we're paying you way too much money. For me. <laughs> <laughs> we're paying you way too much. We yeah, need to how, cut your salary. How bad were the prices, Don? <laughs> I, I don't, you know, it was like twenty bucks, I think, for this giant bag. So yeah, it, um, it was up there. Yeah, that's been the problem. Uh, yeah. Jimmy, you said that you have quite a bit of kids. Now, our neighborhood, we don't have kids. We, we, you no, know, they, it's like, they, everybody they age, bus so. in people to our neighborhood. Well, you know, they used to do that in our neighborhood. Yeah, they used no, to they, bring them in they, on a hayride. They totally do. Like, I'm like, ah, there's not this many kids. Yeah. But it's a nice, quiet neighborhood, and there's, you know, the age range is from elementary to high school. Right. So it'll be busy, but I turn my lights off, like, at 5 o'clock. Yeah. I ain't got time for those little snot in those kids. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you bring that snot in those kids. So you won't be sniffing and kissing the kids no, like that, the president was doing at the White House no, last they, night. They got cooties. Yeah, no I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to get the flu. I don't know where that hand was. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I, I tell you, man, I, I, I've been doing the same thing the past several years. I used to like to sit out front. I'd sit on our – we have a swing out front. I'd sit on our swing, and I would, you know, I hand out the, the candy. But business dried up. And, you know, I still I'd like to get to sleep at some point as well. And so, I, you know, one of the reasons I, you know, I just stopped doing it. But also because we just don't have that many anymore. Mm-hmm. But I know it's still huge. I don't know. So, so once you get a, a driver's license, Jimmy says once you get a driver's license, you ought to be out of this game. Not do it anymore. I th- well, right. An- Annabelle's sort of on the same page. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm, I, got a, I got a car. I, yeah. I don't need to be walking the streets. You know, that brings up another point. If you're going to be driving around at night, look out because kids will dart out in the middle of the street. I used to do it. You know, run across the street. Oh, yeah, to try to make a car you're, stop. Yeah. And, run. Yeah. You're excited. You know, you want to get to the next house. Yeah. Just running as fast as you can to get to the next house to the next house. And you never look both ways, right? And, and parents, only one of y'all drink if you're going to go out with the kids. Because I see them That's with the, the thing, coolers. Oh, yeah, they take the coolers with them. Right. 
they put the cooler in the wagon instead of the kid, right? And they dragged their booze with them. I used to see that. And another neighbor, when we lived over near where you are now, yeah, uh, that's exactly what I used to see. They had a little <laughs> yeah. one of those radio flyers, yeah, and they're pulling around, and Dad's got a cooler full of beer back there, and he's just walking along. Say, what are you, <laughs> the town drunk? <laughs> I don't blame him. I'm the town drunk. But it's funny. They kick the kids out and put the cooler in. <laughs> We had some people come over years and years ago that you would know if I said the name, and, and he brought a pitcher for, several pitchers full of margaritas. And he said, if we're going to hand out candy, we're going to take some margaritas. And, boy, he did. I think he drank both pitchers by himself while he was handing out candy. So there's, that's on both sides. It's not only the people that are out there trick-or-treating, but the people handing out the candy are doing it too. Yeah, a little sauce. A little sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta, you know, got to stay warm somehow. It's going to be cold tonight. Yeah, we're looking at the possibility of a fr- our first freeze of the year up in the Texas Hill Country tonight. I'll, I'll tell you more about that coming up. Okay, i got to talk about Donald Trump here because people are asking me. What, oh, by the way, good morning. It's going to be cloudy and cool, 60 degrees, and a freeze coming your way tonight. A freeze coming your way tonight. All right, so i got to talk about Donald Trump quickly because nobody's talking about Donald Trump right now, but they're still attacking him. The left is still trying to get him uh, out of the race. Uh, they, you know, they have already gone... And they've indicted him four times, and literally, people say, I'm making this up, but it would put him in prison for a 1,000 years if he's convicted against the maximum penalty on all these. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's ultimate stupidity, what the left is doing. And uh, it's lawfare. It is also uh, interference, election interference. They all, show, they all of them ought to be going to jail for election interference. But that won't happen because, you know, the jails and everything, or the DOJ and everything is all leftists in our country. So this is what's going on. He's facing a trial. In, you know those all four of those places he's facing those four indictments, right? Now, out in Colorado, they have the Secretary of State out there who says, well, no, you know, he shouldn't even be on the ballot, you know? And this is the new thing that they're trying to get Donald Trump removed from the ballot. And it's starting in Colorado, which is as far left as you're going to get these days from what used to be a red state. Now it's far left. And then it's moving to Minnesota and other blue states as they now are trying to remove Donald Trump from even being on the ballot as a choice. Right? Trying to remove him from being a choice that you would like to have in the upcoming election. Uh, as you well know right now, they're trying to lock him up for a gag order in New York, and they are threatening to put him in jail, which ultimately, obviously, is to get him off the campaign trail. That's what they're trying to do with that. Well, in Colorado, they have, they're now going with Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Do you know what that is? I'm not going to do a whole you know, lesson on this, but basically that came up after the Civil War. For those who were with the South, who would be trying to cause an insurrection with the North and the unified country to try to unify the country, the, it, w- it was laid out that if you were involved in an insurrection, then you couldn't run for office. And that included the House of Representatives, the Senate, and El Presidente. And that was from the 14th Amendment. Line one there, Jimmy. And that was Section 3. Well, it came before the Supreme Court. And the chief justice at that time in 1869 looked at it and said, no, you can't do that now to people. The qualifications for president are very clear, and you can't layer anything on top of those qualifications. So if you want to take somebody out of the running, 
based on the insurrection law of the 14th Amendment, Section 3, then what you got to do is you got to charge them with insurrection, and you've got to convict them of sedition in a federal court. And that's very clear. That was a law that was written and passed in 1870, and they have not obviously charged Donald Trump with sedition, and they have not convicted Donald Trump of sedition. So this should not go any further. This should not happen anywhere. But in Colorado, because the Secretary of State up there, Griswold, and the others, are and, and the judge overseeing the case, are huge Democrat donors. In fact, the judge is a Democrat appointee, but they're all huge Democrat donors. They're beholden to Joe Biden and the Democrats and Barack Obama, who's running this show. Eric Holder at the behest of Barack Obama who is changing all the election laws in this country, then what you've got is them beholden to them, and they're going to do whatever Barack wants them to do, which is to remove Donald Trump, because as long as he stays on the ballot, he stays ahead. Every time they go after this guy, his poll numbers go up. And now, in this ultimate move that they hope spreads not only from Colorado to Minnesota, but also over to Michigan, which is a battleground state, possibly Ohio and some other places, that would remove him totally, his name completely off the ballot, and you wouldn't have that choice. The left, they are obsessed with breaking all the rules, defying all the laws, trampling all over the Constitution in order to keep Donald Trump from getting back to power. Now, why is that? Why are they trying to get that done? Now, I've explained to you the laws just now and how they're trying to get it done. Now, why are they trying to do this? Because he lets you into the room. And the globalist elitists that have been running this country for many, many decades, bleeding you dry, taking away your rights, and taking away your money through excessive taxation, they don't want you to have a place at the table. And Donald Trump, when he was president for four years, gave you a place at the table. And they can't have that. They have to have one of their boys or girls which means a Nikki Haley or somebody like that, that they can control, that works for them. They have to have them as the representative from the Republican Party because Donald Trump is an outsider that's going to give you, the American people, a way back into politics, and they can't have it. So they will do everything, persecute, prosecute, assassinate. They will do everything in their power and out of their legal authority and realm in order to stop this guy. And this is just the latest uh, of their of their attempts. Ben, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead, sir. Oh, good morning. Uh, love your show, bud. Uh, just two things. One, uh, just, uh, you know, they're getting far-fetched. They're getting crazy. But, you know, hey, let's do a write-in. Let's, let's uh, if they want to try something like that, because he's obviously not convicted of treason or anything like that. It was not an insurrection. People are dumb for saying that. Right. But, uh, let's uh, let's do a nationwide write-in campaign. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, there's no way they're going to keep this man down. Everybody wants this man. Everything was better. It makes sense. Be logical. Come on. I mean, you know. And uh, I have a question. What do I say to these weirdo leftist Dems? Because I keep running into them, and I go back to like, yeah, it'll start with Obama, or you know, we're doing horrible. The borders, blah blah blah. And they just do not see it. I'm like, how? How do you? Uh, uh, it's it's like beating a 
dumb person's head against the wall. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Well, first of all, and I appreciate <laughs> your call, Ben. Yeah, I appreciate your call. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, they're not going to listen to you if you try to talk border with them. They're just not. If you try to talk these wars with them, uh, they're not. I mean, this is the thing that they have dreamed about, leftists have dreamed about for a long time, right? This is, this is okay with them. Uh, but uh, I mean, clearly, in three years' time, look at what happened to the world. The world has fallen apart. The world has become a much, much more dangerous place in three years. And we have terrorists in this country. Tulsi Gabbard said last night she's got info that there are terrorists that have made it into this country with nuke material, with nuke material in this country because the southern border's been open and the terrorists have been working with the cartels to get their people in this country. And so... But you can't you, you can't tell a leftist you can't tell a diehard leftist Democrat that they don't care if New York goes up, up in nuclear flames or San Antonio goes they're not going to care they really don't this is what they have been fighting for for so long and now look at the chaos around the world look at the you know <laughs> we had relative peace and Donald Trump destroyed ISIS and we had relative peace while he was in office because he was strong. Peace through strength. You're not going to do that here. You're not going to try that here. I'm going to stop you. And he did. Look at what he did. And since he left, in the three years he's been gone, the chaos of Barack Obama is back. And that's another proof. Every time I tell you he's running this show, that's another proof. Remember his eight years. Remember the chaos. Remember all the shootings on the street. Remember the cop killings on the street. Remember what was going on internationally under Barack Hussein Obama. The chaos that was everywhere. And the chaos is created so the central planners can assume more power. And that's what they're doing now. And so you've got an incredible amount of chaos in the world scene. You've got bombs going off everywhere. They're bleeding us dry of money and our armaments for foreign wars that we shouldn't be involved in. All this is going on since Joe Biden became president. That's why I'm saying Donald Trump was an outsider. He didn't, he didn't participate. He didn't play their stupid game. He didn't play the globalist game, the Council of Foreign Relations and all of it. He didn't play their game. He was America first. And with America being first, we had a lot of peace in this world. And now we've got confusion and chaos and danger and crime and everything else. But the left just won't listen to that. <clears throat> they don't care. The only thing that a leftist Democrat might pay attention to, and I'm not saying 100%, I'm saying maybe might, is what's going on with this economy. Because they're paying inflated prices too. They're paying the candy prices. They're paying the prices for the food. They got, you know, this story I was telling you earlier about McDonald's charging $18 for a meal, a, a, a quarter, not a quarter pounder, the, the Big Mac meal, which is fries and a medium drink, $18. And why? Because McDonald's is having to pay the higher prices for labor, $20 an hour and more. So they went up on their prices. <clears throat> And, and and that's that's it doesn't matter you know when you drive in to to get your your your, your McDonald's meal or you go to HEB they're not going to ask you what party you vote for they're going to charge everybody the same price and so that's it right there that, that's the linchpin and they know it 
And when more of us talk more about how this economy has gone straight downhill and people realize it because they're charging their credit cards up at 30% interest trying to pay their bills, when they see that going on, there's a chance and a hope that could change because this was not happening prior to the pandemic. And there's a story on News 4 right now. I'm looking at it. New study shows the reality of financial hardships in Bear County. And they went to Ray Perriman and some of the others to interview them for this story. Well, that includes Democrats who are having financial hardships in Bear County. And what we need to say to those Democrats is it wasn't this way under Donald Trump. And you know it wasn't. Pre-pandemic, it wasn't this way. And the Democrats, headed up by Barack Hussein Obama, used the pandemic to put all of their stuff in a power play, and look what it got you. Chaos on the world scene, an open border, chaos on the streets of America, crime running rampant, anti-Semitism like you've never seen it. And Barack Hussein Obama is a big supporter of Muslim causes. You've got anti-Semitism around the globe, but right here in this country like you've never seen it before, threatening to slit the throats of Jews in America, shooting Jews in America is what they're saying we need to be doing, right? You've got all that going on. This is his playbook. And right now, the people of Bear County, financial hardships are hitting the people of Bear County. Read the story. It's over on News 4's website. Did you go last night? Did I go where? ZZ Top. They were at the Majestic. I know. No, I didn't. My friends did. I just saw the pictures. Uh, yeah, so man. that's why we've been spinning some ZZ Top this morning. Well, that's, thank you for doing that. I appreciate that. Keep doing it. That's great. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I heard Don talk about how they're coming in the in April or March or something of only, next year. Only to Corpus. Oh, Corpus, right. Mm-hmm. They won't be anywhere around here. But they were at the Majestic. I think they did two nights, right? Are I, they doing tonight, too? I totally missed it. Otherwise, I might have gone. Yeah. I didn't even know. Well, you know, weeknights are impossible for me to get out, you know. But uh, we, we were down there for a cocktail convention years ago. This has you know, got to be a, a decade or so ago. And uh, they were playing the Majestic the night we were down there walking around. And so Billy was like, come to the back door, man. I said, no, I don't think so. But I, I hope everybody had a good time. Well, I, I haven't heard from anybody that went. So you got a friend that went down there last night? Yeah, my first ever girlfriend. She went. Really? Yeah, she took her mom. What a nice girl. She didn't call you and ask you to go. No, she's married now. Oh, well, that's good that she didn't call you then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we wouldn't want to start anything now, would we, guys? Right. <laughs> Jimmy shows up tomorrow morning in a neck brace. We know what right. happened. <laughs> yeah, I'll cut up with crutches. Yeah, stay away from them girls, man. <laughs> They'll do it every time, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Trouble. <laughs> Trouble. Well, I, I know you guys aren't listening this morning because you had a late show last night, but uh, fellas from ZZ Top, Frank and, and Billy, uh, good to have you in town. I, I hope it is a two-night gig. I hope you're back again tonight. That'd be cool. Uh, that, you know they went to meet us afterwards or something. Oh, yeah. 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 Billy, Billy knows where the good food is. Yeah, he does. That's for sure. Well, okay, uh, we're in Rima coming up 7.05, and we got a whole bunch of stuff to dive into, including the latest from Israel and Hamas and the Ouija board because it is Halloween. We'll talk about that. And Mas coming up, KTSA.